She was, I'll say this during the podcast, she was fucking 49 when this record came out. Mm-hmm. 49 when this album was made in 1974. Yeah. Holy shit, that's badass. She was, like, she was already had only, a career at that point. Like, yeah, she was, only, she should have been tapping out about that and like she's making this fucking banger of an album. And like the thing is like usually like you think of like there being some sort of give with a vocalist that age that is worked in vocals for that long and at the like sort of pace that she did like one of the points i make about this is that her vocals are like range and controlled very well like also this is not something that will come up in the show but she stopped flying airplanes because people were hijacking commercial flights and taking them to Cuba. Yeah. <laughs> and she was that afraid of getting back to Cuba, which as much as she loved it. <laughs> she loved was, Cuba, but she was like she knew better. <laughs> yeah. Because she yeah. loved Cuba, Cuba at that time was not the Cuba that she loved so much, I believe yeah, no. would be a lesson yeah, yeah. to learn. Yeah. This video uh, I put in there, her hair is fucking spectacular. Oh, yes. yeah. All right, that's like uh, insane. <laughs> all right, before we burn any more content, let's 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 start. Yeah, record breakers in three, two, one. Well, I'm not making hate stuff. Could it be Hastings making me? What's time? I think they kill or keep a fire or lose a living. I gotta go faster, keep up the pace, just to stay in my human race. I could go supersonic. The problem's chronic. Tell me, does life exist beyond it? When I need to say it, I just accelerate into oblivion. Into oblivion. Buenos nachos, amigos. Hola, Aceri. Welcome to Record Breakers. I originally was going to do this whole thing in Spanish, but I completely forgot in the moment. We're here to talk about music once again. I am Petey Rave, your man with no plan. Here with me is my team of uh, less than Hispanic individuals. Uh, we have Patrick. I'll be El Swigero. That is my, my Spanish name tonight. <laughs> We've got Brett. Uh, uh, Konichiwa. Yes. And we've got the most uh, Latin adjacent of us, uh, other than me. <laughs> True. Hi, my ancestors are from Italy. Strap some sandals on that man. Give him him uh, some 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 nipply armor. You can send him off. You know, that's, he's as Latin as it gets. Yes. We got olives and pasta, but we're close. <laughs> I can always do too. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we do olives too. They go in our congri. Yeah. I don't like to eat it with that thing, but you know, it, it happens. My my, my <laughs> you're notes. turning into you're turning into you, the, the PD. You, it, it's funny when you you, you do this it, this this thing. What, what are you doing? I, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. He's, he's the he's the most Cuban little Jewish man on the planet. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what are you gonna do? I I expect him to make me some bagels with chorizo. Only. Spanish-speaking individual on this show Roughly. has the moment. His moment has come. 
to tell us how wrongly we speak. And he's over there yakking like he's every ethnicity of South Florida at once. Yes. <laughs> like all at the same time. Just um, I'm My- Miami and, uh, embodied uh, all at once. Uh, My- but yes. I think happens just in Petey's room alone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, But we are gathered to talk about music and I am providing music this week and I thought I'd try to provide a little bit of a cultural exchange. Uh, provide something that y- y'all have probably haven't heard at all in your life or at least not in fully or not in, with full attention. Uh, we I'm bringing one of the, I think two of the biggest figures, one of the longest lasting prolific and uh, influential artists in Cuban music history, uh, in our Cuban American music history, and Latin, and really, and so much of it, like it transcends like countries and influenced people in many Latin countries. Uh, Sandra Cruz, and I think one of the uh, uh, somebody that I wasn't familiar with, but uh, one of the more prolific. Uh, artists and uh, record label owners in you know Latin music history. Johnny Pacheco, uh, Celia, and Johnny. Uh, so I, I I was picking an album. I wanted to bring Celia Cruz uh, just as like an as a experiment, and I picked this album mainly because it seemed like it it fit. There's a lot of albums to pick from Celia <laughs> Cruz. You look at her Wikipedia article. There's like seventy of them. This one, in particular, was a big turning point. Collaborating with Johnny Pacheco put her into a next level in her career. Uh, she had already kind of uh, been pretty prolific, but this put her in her next level, and it was a big stage for her. And I thought it was a good album to kind of just point to because it has some like very classic, you know, has it's filled with very covered and you know very well known tracks. It's just filled with hits, not you know all killer, no filler. Uh, but we'll talk about it musically in, in a bit. This I'm very interested to know. I'll start with I'll start with Patrick. Patrick, what expectations did you have coming into this album? I I had no idea what I was getting into other than uh, the title was was Spanish probably because I guess you can put wise in a lot of languages. It looks Spanish. Um, so I'm preemptively apologizing for pronouncing everything wrong. Uh, because I, I do not know Spanish, but, uh, I had no idea what I was getting into. I, I, you know, put it, I added it to my Google music. It said it was salsa and I'm like, okay, so I I have an idea what the sound is, but the specifics I did not know. Delicious salsa. I like corn in my salsa. Oh, you, you're a monster, Brett. I, I like mine, um, on the smoother side and spicy. Let's be culturally insensitive, everybody. (laughs) Uh, I, I I had a moment today where I was I had tostada shells, and I was having a moment where I was trying to figure out what a snack uh, it, it, it was it was uh, what would I, what it reminded me of. I was like, this reminds me of some kind of chip or a snack food. This tostada shell. It's like if it would broke it up, and it, it took me like a good few minutes to figure out it was tostitos. I'm like, I'm dumb. Yeah, to- uh, <laughs> tostada <laughs> tostitos. That's where it comes from. Enchiladitos that make you want you, to eat them. You, you had the opposite reaction of almost any American to that situation. Exactly. Uh, because I, 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 you know, honestly, I've probably never seen a tostada shell ever before in my life. That being said, Drew, what expectation did you have coming in this album? 
Um, I had no expectations. You you said the name, and I went. We're getting some sort of music in a language I'm not going to understand. That happened. Other than that, I had no clue what I was about to dip into until I started hearing the first song, and then I knew immediately what I was getting myself into. Up until that point, not really. <laughs> uh, Brett, what expectations did you have? Well, I think you said uh, the name of the album... Uh, and uh, you, you you explained that it was an important Cuban uh, music uh, slice, and I think I probably yelled Baba Lou and started talking about Ricky Ricardo, if I memory serves, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and just being an a, a overall un, uneducated man. And then I started talking about Star Trek because of Desi. But yeah, um, so I, all I knew was I was going to get something. I, I, I have listened to a lot of... Uh, old jazz albums where there were, there were a lot of people from, from Cuba that did hand percussion for some of the, like some of the jazz greats. They, the Latin percussion was, was something that, uh, was a very, very lucrative career. If you wanted to be a, 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 a studio musician, uh, during the time of, uh, you know, the sixties through the seventies when, you know, you still had jazz clubs and, you know, working musicians. And it, it, it's, it's, it was fantastic to, to jump into this, Kind of, I, I I believe he did. Petey let me know it was salsa, and I was like, okay, uh, this this can go one of two ways. I can either it's either what I think in my head is salsa, or it is going to be something completely different. And I am an uneducated, unworldly human being. Luckily, it is it was exactly what I was expecting the the punch and the power of it. But man, it, there there's so much to sink our teeth into. I'm gonna yes, yes. I, I I can't wait. Yes. Um, I'm gonna try my best to describe it uh, the album musically. I mean, it's salsa, it's son, it's uh, rumba, it's it's quite a few things. It's it's you know salsa and like all, some of the genre, a lot of the genres are, definitely have roots in Afro-Cuban, uh, you know, the Afro-Cuban world. Uh, and I don't know if you notice uh, this about uh, Celia Cruz, but uh, she, she's Afro-Cuban. <laughs> <laughs> She's, she's uh, definitely Afro-Cuban, to say the least. Uh, go go to YouTube. Yes. Punch that in. Yes. Uh, You'll know they're, everything. They're very much like Hall and Oates. Uh, there's a couple elements being Hall and Oates. <laughs> this is very much like Hall no, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> no, no, I don't that? know. I don't know. I don't know where that sentence came from. But, okay, the major elements of this are the Fania All-Stars, Johnny Pacheco and the Fania All-Stars, and Celia Cruz's uh, overwhelming presence of a voice. Uh, the you know the big one is uh, Fania All Stars. You know the group Johnny Pacheco's crew, uh, providing a great foundation, a great sound for supporting Celia Cruz's uh, uh, singing. Like Johnny Pacheco's like mentality was like when he heard her with uh, Tito Puente, and this is something I read somewhere. I'm I'm not I don't know this from memory. I don't Petey know. was there. I was there. I, I I was looking at like an article somewhere. He's talking about like, uh, she you know she could sound good with somebody. Ba- you know, Sailor Cruz sounds good when somebody's uh, hitting on a tin can with a stick. Uh, she doesn't need all these instruments behind her. And he tried a different pr- approach where yeah he was doing a lot of instruments you know comparatively speaking, but he was still making sure that it was just a foundation to support Sailor Cruz's vocals. Sailor Cruz's vocals are amazing uh this is something that you 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 could even forget about because 
you know, you f- remember the style of music. It's just like you play this at, at a party and you just freaking dance and you, you salsa dance and, you know, you just kind of get into, you know, a rhythm and have fun. Uh, but to sit down and actually listen to her sing and, and her play with the instruments and go back and forth with her lack of vocals is just fantastically fun. Uh, that's about as good as I'm going to get as describing this musically. Uh, I'll let you guys do a little bit better job. Uh, Patrick. What would be the themes elements that caught your attention about this album? So coming from a lifetime of of a, like if you are a, uh, a an American kid who grew up on American music, all eighty percent of your music's in four four time, and, and it's you know one two three four. It's very simple. Salsa. I I couldn't tell you what the time signature of any of this is. I don't. I, like I play drums and I have no idea what the fuck is going on with the percussion, but it's amazing. Like it is such and uh, like because there's so many layers of it and there's like nine guys playing different kinds of drums, either, you know, hand drums like congas or bongos or like timbales and stuff. I have no idea what they're doing, but it's amazing to hear because it's such a, a the way all of the instruments interact, especially the percussion really really makes it um there's some good old-fashioned electric piano in here i think uh and and that is i'm a fan of the the electric piano in in sort of the fender road sort of sense of it and there's definitely something that sounds a lot like that and uh god damn her voice like what a goddamn voice this woman had she like lots and lots of of female vocalists good ones sing very pretty and sing the right notes and maybe have like some crazy high range and can hand wave and stuff. This this woman fucking belts it for every song on this record and it's spectacular. Like and she was 49 when she made this. Like most rock stars when they're, you know, most musicians when they start to, you know, approach 50 like slow down. She like this is uh, on the list of the albums she released. This is in the first 25%. Like she released 75% of her career after the age of 50. That's amazing. So it, it was sort of getting hit with, with just the level of musicianship and, and a genre that like I've heard, but I've never really sat down and tried to listen to this way. Yeah. Uh, Drew, what will be the themes elements that caught your attention? Uh, first, I would like to point out something that I mentioned in the pre-show and I'm going to mention here. My dad, um, is a fan of music of all sorts uh, in languages I do not understand, nor does he understand much of either. Um, he likes himself some Spanish music, uh, some salsa, some flamenco, uh, the things of that nature, right? He he enjoys it. Um, uh, what? Well, flamenco. I like flamenco. <laughs> flamenco. Yes. I thought you were going to say merengue, but... <laughs> And I hate those birds, the flamencos. <laughs> Oddly enough, I mean, to, to, on, on a side, uh, it is funny that I think, conceptually speaking, salsa and merengue are kind of like the Spanish country and western in the way that they're often said together, even though they're separate type, types of music. How, how do you say we have both kinds of music here in Spanish? <laughs> and where do you find the music? Where do you find Spanish squiggles that plays them? Play, 
plays merengue. Plays a Baja sexto. Like, nobody. You're going to have to find Dominican swiggles because that's where merengue kind of is, 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 is centralized in. Which, oddly enough, Johnny Pacheco, a Dominican individual. Dominican. I, I want to I wanna fund a trip. To South America to, to find the Dominican Republic. Well, not all, you're gonna you're gonna jump Dominican Republic if you go all the way to South America. Yeah, no, because South America has a lot of land that we could cover and make a good documentary finding <laughs> finding uh, this version, the alternate universe version of Squiggles. Holy shit, that's hilarious! But um, I bet he could, he, he, he could he could. Probably do regular squiggles. Probably has a grasp on on Latin music more than all four of us combined. <laughs> oh, probably he would have been a great guest for this one. Um, but no, I as I was listening to it, I usually talk to my father because he is into music, um, and he uh, dabbles in that um, the the Mediterranean fair, as it were. Um, he's an Italian man, so it sort of comes with the territory. Like me and Petey were joking about, like it's not too far um geographically speaking from those um, that conquered all the lands that created latin america <laughs> <laughs> um but no so i mentioned uh the name right and he goes oh cuban queen of salsa cool and i go what like you just pulled that out of a hat of a thing you know so apparently this is something that like her name is huge like just yeah. fucking giant like it and it it opened like things like that of my eyes to like this is this is why a show like this uh for us like there are some times that like i'm sitting back like oh geez what if we like run out and then i realize about how much music i don't know and like it just makes me realize oh there's a lot of shit out there that we can listen to and that's awesome. Um, and the Queen of Salsa moniker is well-deserved, in my opinion. Um, they're the, the vocals on this um, were just... Her vocals are just great. They are controlled. She has a good range. Um, she can go from sort of more swelling notes to staccato stuff really, really quickly and really easily, which is cool. Um, there is some great horn stuff in here. Um, just really, really fun, um, blaring horns that you get out of this. Um, which I think is something that's fun in salsa, right? Um, and then you get that, like, uh, so I was saying the drums, they're manic, they're crazy, right? There's so much going on in the drums, um, between all the percussion and, but it's still so easy to sort of dance to, even if you're like this guy dancing in a seat to salsa music, because there ain't no way I can actually dance correctly to salsa music. But I will say this: there are some some things that like when you hear them you and going back this far you know that like this is like these artists like this music is sort of what created the template for what good uh music in the genre good salsa music can be um and there are bands that do this 
for other genres and there are other artists to do it for other genres but this is sort of like you can you can lay it out and like you can put this in front and be like this is this is it right and like that is a testament to how tight all of this music is and how good all of it is it's one of those things where um i wrote this as a joke um that there's being the white guy um i can't contribute much to the yep, lyrics the white guy that's in the room you're the, the white, white guy, guy. <laughs> right again um but as okay sorry as a white, white guy spanish-speaking white guy yeah, <laughs> yes I've, I've seen pd put suntan lotion on and be like that's racist at a baseball game he 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 burns like the rest of us he's yes. he's a white man yes. as okay as a white guy um there's there's not a whole lot like from the history or the lyrics that i can i can give to this record and give it context but i can say that if i was in a nice restaurant eating some chorizo and some eggs and this came on it'd be a pretty good night I, I I would I would tend to say bacalao indeed yes. uh, I I even I even thought of that because I've had a, a dish like that in in a restaurant before and I was like is that is like that mixture of things chorizo and eggs like a well known like staple apparently yes so that's. I, I, I haven't had that, uh, that ever. <laughs> uh, really? But, yeah, I have different dishes, though. Uh, all I know is a lot of salt and grease in here in this household, at least. Uh, Brett, what would be the themes that on the that caught your attention? Well, let's ask Petey about uh, Cuban culture from uh, a generation and a half ago. That's that's what I want to do. No, uh, <laughs> the... the, 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 the and I, I did look up. Uh, there is a, a lot of. Uh, um, I was looking at the uh, key signatures that a lot of Afro-Cuban rhythms are, and it, it there is some four-four. Um, it's not the four-four that uh, my grandma used. Um, it's a lot of four-four, and then there's some twelve-eight. Um, you know, it, it's just the the places where they put rests is is nutty. Um, and and it's counter to like like I was talking to pre-show. Um, like. Uh, there, there's some music where uh, there's, there's like uh, I think there's a lot of reggae music where the the one beat is a rest for for the drums, and that is you want to hit on the one, you know, and it, it it sort of throws you off. Well, this this is way beyond that. This is this is like you know there there's beats on the upstroke, and that's and not consistently, and sometimes it loops around. Um, I, I was very impressed with the hand percussion. I, I, it made me go into a Wikipedia hole of like learning about all hand percussion specific to, uh, to, to Cuban music. And, uh, and I found out that a trace dose is not just a 32 ounce Budweiser that you get at, uh, at, at your local Seven Eleven, Um, but it's actually the, the middle conga. Um, and, uh, like there, there's so much going on, um, you, like, Behind, I, I want to talk about what's behind the voice because the voice needs its own little bit. But like, there's there's some like, I'm a man who loves the the novelty sound. The the let let's put a vibra slap or or a or a sproing. Sproing is something that uh, that was near and dear to my heart. No, this thing had like everything. Like Hollow Notes had a bunch of like, oh, we're gonna shaker here and a wood block here. No, they're just like. 
there was nobody who was who was not armed and ready to make a a noise <laughs> with 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 some and you know it, and it, I I was reading about how it's very common for vocalists to be working the claves while they're singing, yeah. and that blows my mind. Um, it, it just it's it's very very impressive the 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 tightness of of the beat because that's really what everything else is based off of there's nothing that's stepping on anything else uh, it, it, there's there's again a wall of sound like a lot of bands we hear but they, they don't they they have good separation and it sounds great and when you've got like piano and horns hitting uh right along doing their own melodies behind that you won't that, that right there is enough music for me like that that's those are that that's an I could listen to an album of just that but then you put the biggest voice that I've heard in a long time this is a freaking huge voice uh, uh going like places I didn't expect this album to go from the get go you like the gate opens and 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 they're off it's 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 amazing the the amount of range uh the not just uh the the main vocals but the harmonies the 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 harmonies are dead on and they're coming in and coming out so fast that it is so easy to screw something up like that every song on this album is five minutes long they're doing this stuff it's like this is this is made for dancing and it's not a very forgiving style of music for missing your mark and it was really impressive that that everything seemed to come together and i there's these are professionals and I can see why this was an important album. Yeah. This is, this is an iconic album. And yeah, the whole, everybody having something to do. It's just from like, it's one, it, I think salsa and the like and Afro-Cuban music. It's a lot of that style. It's one of those styles of music. I think another one might, you know, there's others in other countries uh, that was born, probably born of, uh, of, you know, moments of people wanting to get together and all start to gather and start to, you know, make a music somewhere. Like, uh, you know, make a music somewhere. I don't know why that's. <laughs> hey, I, I'm rolling with it. Uh, we, like, you know, let, let somebody, lie. somebody's sitting there. It's like they start singing a song, and somebody grabs a thing and starts making a thing with it. Somebody grabs another thing, and then some people just people start grabbing things. Party to, music. It's party music. Everybody starts grabbing a thing to make to contribute to the music. Somebody grabs a percussion instrument. Somebody grabs another thing. Somebody grabs a, a gourd that was sliced. You know, has several slices in it to with a stick. I said, "All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, rub this stick on that, and you know, that's my thing. I'm gonna I'm gonna beat this cowbell, <laughs> and I'm not just gonna beat this cowbell, but I'm gonna beat it on the the bottom and the top." <laughs> I'm going to rest it against something and hit it. I'm going to let it off something and hit it. Yeah, that was that's yeah, the the versatility of the cowbell should should be known. Yeah. PD, what is what is your Latin instrument of choice? <laughs> uh, I like I like the cowbell. You uh, like cowbell? You I I would think think you more of a cajon kind of guy. Yeah. It's uh, it's I've a box. Cajones. Let me smack this box. I've got hey, cajones. Uh, what are those? <laughs> I don't speak Spanish. I uh but yeah let's talk about some tracks some you know let's, <laughs> start, let's talk about some key tracks uh i'll do the i'll do the record breakers thing because kimbara is one of the most iconic songs it's one of the most remembered songs it's it's one of the most instantly uh recognizable songs in the, you know in latin music uh and it is just so memorable and it's so well done it, and, and it starts off and does the job of 
as Drew has pointed out many times of establishing the sound of the album, uh, it definitely establishes the, the sound of the album. It starts small, and then as soon as Celia's voice comes in, it, it goes to 100, you know, goes to, to 100 miles an hour and, and just gets it going right away. Uh, and it's so sung so well, and it has that great you know call and response uh, feel to it. Uh, so much fun to listen to. Uh, another song, you know, there's a lot of you know very active songs. Uh, it, there's a song. Then you get to a song like Vieja Luna, that brings it down. It suddenly starts you, you suddenly start getting to the ballad where it's like, all right, this is a slow dance. You know, this is a slow dance part of the evening. Uh, and it just has a great feel to it. And then you get, I think, uh, the most, you know, I can, you know, one of the most memorable songs, Canto a la Havana, or I Sing to Havana, Sing to Havana, uh, you know, her tribute to the, the, the fond Cuba that she remembers, the one that she loves, the one that she, she, Celia Cruz loved Cuba. You know, she had, she, she was very proud to be Cuban. She had it, you know, ingrained in her soul. Uh, she wore many lavish outfit of the Cuban flag, like she, to the point where she, you know, uh, when she was interred, part of her requests uh, was she had uh, collected soil when she had visited Guantanamo Bay of you know, Cuban soil she had collected, and she requested that she be buried with Cu- uh, at least partly with Cuban soil, uh, to that point where you know that's how much she lo- fondly remembered and loved Cuba. Uh, and this is a song, you know, with a tribute to that. You know, it's a sim- simple hook. Is a Cuba que no son tus paisajes. You know, love Cuba, how lovely your streets are, how lovely your roads are. Uh, it, it is it is just a, an iconic track. Uh, I'll go to you guys. Patrick, what would be some of the key tracks for you? I'll Good do luck. the Record Breakers thing, too. Uh, Kimbara. Like... The only comparison I can draw is she's Cuban Aretha, like that voice, not not just a great voice, not just a very, very great voice, like legendary bring the fucking, you know, blow the fucking roof off the place kind of voice. And that you really, really get uh, a good sense of it. The horns are fantastic. Um, The the piano stuff buried in the middle of it. it. There's so much happening, but it doesn't feel chaotic it's it's all it all needs to be there i don't know what all of it is i don't know how to describe all of it i don't know how to do any of it but it all needs to be there and it's it's like there's a really nice density to it just how much is going on and another one you already mentioned uh vieja luna which i think is after after the first two tracks which are like total like it it to to use a word from the EDM world, they're bangers. They're just like hard, fast dance tracks. Like they're really a lot going on. This is just like this pretty ballad, I think, stuck in there literally just so you get to listen to her voice. You just ignore everything else and you're like, wow, this is really, really spectacular. Her vocals are like magnificent on it. And it just it, it, in an album of primarily very dancey tracks, it was it was a nice change of pace. Uh, true. What would be some of the key tracks for you? All right. Let's get ready for me to butcher some song names, guys. All right. So 
I'm, I'm really glad uh, you mentioned the first one because I can I can do it. Quimbara, yes, <laughs> yes, uh, Quin Quinbara, Quin yeah. no, uh, Kimbara, I believe Kimbara. is how yeah. you pronounce that. Um, came out strong, right? It the the drums just get you going. If you are in a club and you are on the dance floor and this comes on, oh, you better be ready. Um, cause this one will get you moving too sweet. Um, it, it, like Swagger said, it tells you, or like Petey said, it tells you what the recording is going to be about. Um, and this one tells you, you better be ready to dance. Um, if I'm not mistaken, that's sort of the goal of salsa music. Um, somebody here can correct me if I'm wrong. Um, we're going to move on to Tango El Ide. Tango El Ide, yeah. Good question mark. Fucking, oh, I don't know. I'm <laughs> really bad at Spanish. Um, look, I don't know how to speak that language. Um, hey, at least the Korean songs are normally titled in English. So, you know, that, that's, that's, <laughs> we, that's, we have, we have an option to go to. Yeah. Um, I, I like this track. This track stood out to me because of the horns, um, the horns were given a little bit more room to play. Um, which I thought was really cool. It's a fantastic track all around. Um, but like I said, the horns stood out to me. They were catchy. They were cool. And we all know I can, I can definitely love a song that's a bit horny. Um, Latoyo, uh, S mental, 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 whatever. Um, something about this song was, whatever happened to Latoya? Where's she at? (laughs) I don't know. I, I see Janet every now and then, but, Nobody cared. Um, who cares? Nobody cared. Um, but there was that song I love just for its sort of that um, image I get in the back of my head of gorgeous, sultry uh, Spanish women um, dancing in a way that involves lots of hip movement and requires me to go back to my bunk. So um, it. Those are the three that really stood out to me as um, songs that, like, there was, each one of those had something that I think is great about this style of music um, mm-hmm. in very different ways. So I'm looking up Latoya oh. Jackson's Wikipedia. But actually, <laughs> I was doing that, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let me see. Uh, all right, so, reality TV and starting over. It was falsely reported that she married somebody. She, currently, she and Jeffrey are also the executive producer. Uh, some, some. There's, she's alive. She's yeah, but doing yes. Uh, she's doing things. Uh, Brett, what would be some of the key tracks for you? Well, uh, I guess. You know, it, there's not a whole lot left to say that hasn't been said about uh, Kimbara. Uh, the 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 you know it takes off like a rocket, and it's it's definitely a song to, made for the dance floor. Um, and I can see what you you know you you can see the musicianship in there. There's a there's a there's a very sweet sound to just about every instrument that I've never thought of drums being sweet sounding but they were they were indeed sweet sounding um as somebody who is not 
much of a, I, I, I can keep time, but don't expect me to bang on things in time. Uh, I have a lot of respect for people that can do that and at the levels that they do. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, some of the other songs, I, uh, the, the next song on the album, uh, Toromata, uh, I, I enjoyed the percussion on that. Um, mainly because there, they, there's like, there, there's some top notch guirroing, uh, like there, there's like, uh, it, it made me go and find my mahogany frog croaker and wish that it was in the shape of a fish. Then I decided to see, oh, what, what different regional varieties of this instrument are there? I, I want to get a stainless steel one and, uh, and rake, and, and rake, uh, stainless steel. No, that, that's more of a Puerto Rican sound. Let's, let's, you know, and I just sort of went down that rabbit hole that I think that, uh, it has, uh, it has surpassed the, uh, the sprawling now i i i, I want to rub a stick on a piece of hollow wood that's 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 an instrument that i can play i can't even shake an egg shaker right but i can <laughs> i can rub a stick on on a hollow piece of wood till the cows come home and uh you know it, again the horns on that song were great like and they're not just they're not just kind of playing horns it's like those horns are cranked up to 11 they're like they're they're hitting hard like there, there's some wind behind that horn and, um, and, uh, Canto e la Habana, uh, uh, of the rest of the tracks on the albums, I found that to be one that was very earwormy. Um, and, uh, the, it was, it, it's, the, there's, there's so much depth and variety, um, in, in this album, and I, I sort of wanted to pick some of that apart because I really find uh, the the salsa music in general is such a wide and varied uh, uh, differing sound um, from from one slice to the other. And I, I really enjoyed that I got like a uh, like the taster's platter. The uh, I got the dim sum of uh, of salsa. Yeah, um, dim sum. I, and uh, I, I I enjoyed the I enjoyed how even though I don't speak Spanish, the, the, I found the lyrics catchy, which yes. is something that doesn't happen to me. I'm not a lyrics guy, so I, I really enjoyed uh, a lot of uh, that going through this. And like I listened to this album a bunch. Like I was listening to this at the same time as Hollow Notes, uh, and I don't need to listen to Hollow Notes that much to get Hollow Notes. So I was like, oh, I'm going to listen to this other album. And I just, every time I listened to it, I found little bits, like something else to take away in each song. And I'm sure that I could do that till, till the end of time. There's just so much going on. And th- those are the three songs that I would go at. But this album is, it, it's full of songs. Yeah. And it's full of five minute songs. Yes. <laughs> it's full of uh, meaty songs. They go ham uh, on all of this. Uh, but you don't want to mix ham and salsa, though. Maybe sometimes. Uh, yes. Uh, Don't tell me what to do with my salsa. <laughs> uh, we'll bring it back around the horn and have some conclusive thoughts. Patrick, what will be your thoughts on this album, your conclusive thoughts on the whole album as a whole? Uh, this is why I love doing the podcast. I get to hear – I would not have heard this any other way. The only way I would have heard salsa music is because when uh, whatever particular procedural cop drama type show I'm watching – uh, visits either Miami or Cuba or Puerto Rico, you get this sort of sound as the background music, and you're like, oh, that's okay. That's that's the sound of of 
you know, a region, but like digging into it, it's so like so much more, you know, complex and complicated and, and has so much going on that if you, if you can just spend a little time really, really listening to it, you, you gain a whole new appreciation for what goes into making it. Uh, true. What would be your conclusive thoughts? On the album? Like I said earlier, there are bands in the genre that do the genre so correctly that they become the template. Um, there are albums that sort of define what that genre can be. And this, this album is just so good that it almost like to someone like me who doesn't listen to a lot of it, it is, it sounds like a stereotype and it takes me knowing music to know that the reason that that happens is because this has become the point. This has become a tentpole example of what the genre is. And it's done so well. Like there is, there is a reason why this is PD talks about this album in very high regard. And there is a reason there are musicians playing some crazy ass music in a, crazy way and it could be very easily done very poorly and it's done to such it's polished to such a high sheen um that it's ridiculous and it's fun like it's just fun like there is some of the point to me in music like this in dance music whether it be electronic dance music or whether it be something more funky or whether it be something like this from salsa, which is not what I usually go towards. Um, if, if I can barrel down the road in my car after work, put on a smile and just groove on it. It's pretty damn good in my opinion. And that's, that's what I did with this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett, what would be your conclusive thoughts? Uh, just like when, uh, when I was handed by a former coworker at an, an old job, uh, an album of, uh, uh, Puerto Rican fusion, uh, music. And I got to the point where I could, I could tell when people were putting the wrong music with the wrong Island in the Caribbean, um, with, with at least that. I now want to dive deep enough into salsa music to see it misattributed to other cult, like different cultures. And I want to be able to pick it, like be able to educate myself, just like flamenco music is, is they put that in the wrong place uh, or Mari- mariachi is probably the, the worst thing. Like you'll hear horns and, and yeah, it, it's, it's all, but no, it, this is, this is really something that, that it put me down a, a, a sort of rabbit hole in, in a way that only hard drugs could, um, and, uh, you know, it, it's like <laughs> it, it, there uh, for this show, like I, I, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and speak for everyone. We've had to listen to a lot of albums that were awful to listen to once. 
I didn't have a problem listening to this album a ton. And, you know, it probably is not good. It's not going to be my, my, the tunes that I roll down the street in with my windows down, you know, uh, singing along in a language that I don't speak. Cause I just don't think that would fly. Um, but I, I do enjoy it. And I, there, there's like before the show, I told these guys to go to YouTube and watch some of these videos and s- see how the sausage is made. Because it it is it is mind blowing, and I'm going to have to go back and and watch a lot of more videos of this uh, grainy old VHS off of television uh, specials that 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 you can find on YouTube. And I and I advise anybody out there to go do it. That if you aren't into this style of music, I don't care. Listen to it anyway. You you need to at least educate yourself into what the hell this is. So if you still dislike it, you at least know what you dislike. Uh, this is this is a great you know i i come to this this forum the, this group of folks to to complain about other people's taste in music and i can't complain about this album one bit uh there that's it's it's not just novelty it's there there's 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 some some meat to this that i really want to dig into yeah uh this is a classic album this is this is a you know this was a a legend this is a you know this was a legend uh, in Santa Cruz, uh, and this was a, a you know iconic person in Johnny Pacheco, and this was a a turning point. Uh, this was cool for me specifically to to actually sit down and listen to something that even I wasn't you know I hadn't listened to this album before I brought it on <laughs> the show. Oh, I was hoping that you did some of these at uh, karaoke. I, I I could see yeah, you up I there. Let, I let, I let other people do it, and you know, and wearing your again, gold dress. Yeah, this is this is iconic music. This is classic music. This is these are all songs. So many of these songs have been, uh, you know, are instantly recognizable to anybody who has, you know, who has of uh, various countries' descent. You know, you you know these by heart. Uh, at least a couple of these. Uh, you can, you know, this is kind of music. Like say karaoke. You know, if somebody sang a, a song of this style, you know, you'll have like two or three people that would grab. Because usually there's some like at least at the bar I went to there was there was some rain there happened to be a random set of bongos in the back and a cowbell that somebody had and some other stuff and they would that, play it. That's not how my karaoke bar is, but I want it to it's, be it's, that way. Yeah. It's it's a, it's it, when you have a neighborhood dive bar owned by a really old Hispanic man that's lived in Miami forever. That just happens, you know. There's also a diving suit in the corner, which is it's, I, I would play like that suit instrument. of armor. Uh, but even if there weren't those things, there would be three or four people who would just grab a freaking bar stool and start hand percussing the bar stool in time. You know, that, that's kind of like that style of music, and that, I think that's the most the, that's the best way to kind of kind of sum it up. It is it is classic. It is well known. It is ingrained into to your like soul if when you're when you're uh, you know, at least you know either cuban-american or i guess hispanic in general i mean to the point where uh sailor cruz was uh they had they had an entire telenovela that they aired just recently uh from produced by colombian television uh for about sailor cruz's life uh with a little bit of embellishment and a little bit of a drama but like, in a telenovela no, I know. Well, I, I need to have a shot that zooms in on you while you gasp. 
I can do that. That's what no, all I can think of is that 30 Rock episode. Yeah, I put it <laughs> yes. in uh, But, you know, this is, this is a pair of icons doing their thing. Like, you, you need to go listen to it. Go listen to it. Wait, after, after you finish this episode, go listen to it. Or maybe, you know, pause right now and go listen to it and then come back. Or you should have listened to it before this episode because sure. you're playing Record Breakers, the home game. Exactly. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that you got to at least know about uh, if you want to care about my people. Uh, if you don't listen to it, you're racist. Wait, your people, you're an American. Uh, yeah. Uh, that being said... <laughs> Now we get to uh, the, our main event of the evening. We get to our haiku reviews. Talk about bastardizing another culture. Oh, <laughs> the dude, let's let's let's, let's go down the list. Let's let's sure. let's. <laughs> we already uh, did Pac-Man Fever. <laughs> uh, all right, let's talk about some haikus. I'll Next week with... we're freestyle rapping. Yes. Um, <laughs> so. Uh, Interpretive I'll, I'll, dance I'll, review. I'll, I'll switch things up. <laughs> that does not play to the audio listeners, but if I, I wish I could describe and then subtitle what PD's saying. Uh, that being said, let's talk about haikus. Let's 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 listen to some haikus. Uh, I'll start with Drew. Drew, what is your haiku? It's to yawn. Um. I do love to dance as I am driving home. And this provided that. Uh, Patrick, what is your haiku? What a goddamn voice. A pleasant Cuban surprise. Hail the salsa queen. Uh, I am the lizard queen. Uh, I was thinking of the king of beers. Oh, okay. uh, it's, it's, I'm, I'm an awful human being. Um, but yeah. Uh, Brett, what is your haiku? <laughs> Came in with zero clues. I'm thankful that I listened. The perfect left turn. This ain't no hollow notes. Uh, and I've got my haiku. Reina de salsa con un leyenda igual. Un gran clásico. Uh, I did that. Hola, Miyamo Brett. Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, that being said, Yo uh, no tengo pantalones. Uh, oh. I did that, and I'm sure y'all are impressed by my Spanish speaking. But just understand that I initially wrote down legendo. <laughs> that's not how you do. Le- that's how you, how you say legend in Spanish. Thank the, you. You know, le- I like Juan Legendo. Yeah. Thank you. I, I literally had to Google Translate Legend just to understand where I'm at. Um, and why Jaime Ruiz makes fun of my Spanish. Uh, <laughs> that being said, those are our thoughts on Celia and Johnny. Celia Cruz and Johnny Pachenko. Pachenko? Pachenko? Yeah, yeah, see, yeah, yeah I, he's, I'm more of a pachy slot kind of guy, but you yeah. know, Pachenko's okay. Oh, uh, Johnny. I'm sorry, bro. bro. Sorry. Uh, that's uh, those are our thoughts. You can, of course, find that. You can listen along. Like Drew said, Record Breakers: The Home Game is the playlist on Spotify. Uh, we will link it over in, in the show notes of every episode. 
uh, even on the YouTube pages, we, we, we link it now, or I link it now. Uh, so go subscribe to it so you can follow along. Uh, play Record Breakers Home Game. On that playlist will be next week's album, uh, which is provided by, uh, what's the order again? Uh, it's Patrick? Yes. Yes. Oh, Patrick. yes. Uh, my next album is American Sharks and their self-titled titled album, American Sharks. They're self-titled? I think they caught him looking up LaToya Jackson facts. Yes, yes. <laughs> LaToya Jackson facts. That's our yes. new podcast starting next week, LaToya Jackson facts. Wow. How are you doing, LaToya? It's like, how, how, how are you doing, LaToya? You okay? I remember the, Not the, well. the rumor that LaToya and Michael Jackson were the same person. Yes. From a Weekly World News or something, and uh, you know that's I want to I want to write a short story about that or something. Yes. A little fanfic. Yeah, uh, Michael Jackson didn't die; he just went back to being Latoya. No, they were the same person at the same time. <laughs> you just nobody knew. Yes. Just like um, I'm Drew. It's it's hard to explain, but yeah. I mean, you know, it's time and space. It's a big wibbly wobbly ball of time. Uh... Where can you find us? You can find us all over the internet. Patrick is a oh, swagger. Really? Brett is a hibbity bibbity chibibitybibbird. Drew is an exclusive for X. I'm a PD Rave. The show is at four record breakers. That's the number four record. That's the number four record breakers. Record breakers podcast.com. Record breakers podcast at gmail.com. If you want to email us, rebelli.net for this and other shows. YouTube.com slash rebelli TV. Uh, subscribe to that. Uh, with this and other videos uh, maybe in the future we'll do more than just podcast episodes see uh, subscribe to that until next time hasta los huevos Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Asuka! That could have been way more of a shit show than it was. <laughs> I was waiting for the worst pronunciation of the night, and I think it was Legendo. <laughs> <laughs>